The first piece I'm going to do was written on the 15th of March, just over a week ago. It was a Sunday. And at that stage, the reality of corona hitting South Africa hadn't quite set in. And although quite a few of us started buying earnestly to stock up, there was still no sign in the shops of any form of awareness. And only about four days later, I think, a lockdown had kicked in. It happened so quickly. So I wrote this poem after coming back from the shops. It was still business as usual at work, and people were expected to be physically present. Zoom. The lady behind and I wondered together why we're queuing with trolleys this Sunday, all at the same time. Should we not be self-isolating? Maybe a sudden panic spilling into our homes through USTV? A man ahead of me sneezes into his hand, touches the credit card machine, Thankfully, my phone distracts with Symphony Number no. 6 by Mahler. Majestic tones seem to suit the global coronavirus drama. In my head, I plan for tomorrow. Zooming training from my home to a campus in another town, instead of driving there. But then I see your message. That you're so excited wouldn't miss seeing me for anything. Your enthusiasm makes me less sure of the spectrum of benefits attached to virtual living and learning. Waves of flashbacks and fondest memories wash over me as I push the trolley, bit by bit, along the narrow checkout corridor lined by chocolate. It was your first time in a plane, all the way to Berlin as a pair to talk about virtual teaching. There, Cape Town Skyped you back, casting to Africa how we train nurses in peri-urban KZN. You soaked it all in. The Weihnachtsmarkt's twinkling lights by Kaiser Wilhelm Church's brutally bombarded tower left as a World War II reminder. You braved harrowing stories along the path built from bricks of the Berlin Wall. 
I have pics of you kissing a Christmas moose and trying caviar. You rolled your rudimentary German R's to negotiate the underground. We got off a bus late at night in a dodgy place, found our way home. With your red coat and dimpled cheeks, you entertained me, pouted on a couch in that famous bar named after Marlena Dietrich. We did it all. And when I said, let's return via Paris, you didn't say no. Along the Champs-Élysées, you snapped a sneaky pick of me, kicking winter leaves like a kid. And that one I really like, my tree yoga pose copying the Eiffel Tower. You learnt to give up fancy boots for something more sensible, to share a room and wash your smalls like shoestring travellers do. You ate McDonald's with gusto so we could splurge on a single meal in an enchanted place tucked away from tourists. Le Couchou, the little cabbage, where patrons duck at the door to enter. There you dined by the fireplace in Dietrich's chair, crying because you were moved by Parisian flair. A plate of boue de champignon and a glass of white wine. We strolled home, arm in arm, like European girls do, along the souls of Zelda Fitzgerald and Gertrude Stein, through shady alleys where Woody Allen made that movie. You took me out of my comfort zone, tried rouge lipstick on me along streets of high fashion coloured in my cheeks. Humoured me by snaking up the Pompidou escalator to consider modern art patiently, only shook your head ever so slightly. On Montmartre, the mountain of martyrs, we lit candles and prayed, sipped small coffees among artists. And on our last day, dear fellow Aquarian sister, you understood, gave me space to wander parks and galleries, dream among water lilies, while you, young Marilyn, all grown up, found your own way to our room, except that dashing smile you flashed at a young Parisian drove him insane, and he followed you on the train. You called your poor husband back home. Travel sermon 101 followed when I found out. Make a plan. Don't worry those who are helplessly distant. So here I am, six years on, reminiscing in the queue, stocking up for lockdown. The thought of seeing you might just trump my intentions for tomorrow, 
offering midterm training virtually to avoid corona. I reach for a slab of good chocolate. The poet in me believes delight has the best form of immunity. But you're the scientist, Marilyn. Do you agree? Thank you.